Welcome to the new Cyber Frontier, bringing you the latest news and initiatives that focus on the development of cybersecurity economics. You don't have to be a computer or cybersecurity expert to get plugged in. Your host brings it straightforward, asks the tough questions, and brings the cyber world to a level of understanding for everyone. You can find us on the web at www.newcyberfrontier.com. Now join our host as he introduces the topic for today's New Cyber Frontier. Hello, everybody. Uh, Welcome to New Cyber Frontier. Um, Today, uh, we're going to be talking about all the things and above about encryption. Uh, Our guest today, um, if you would, please, sir, introduce yourself. I'm Larry Crisley. I'm a director of a group called Project Safety uh, that's been around for a long while, about 20 years, in fact and been looking at basically some of the, um, the issues that we have in cybersecurity, um, looking at ways to fix it and really getting what we call working proof of concept technologies out there to uh, shore up our existing cyber defense systems and uh, get ready for uh, quantum, which is really just down the road. Yeah, so this concept of quantum, um, you know, cybersecurity these days are, um, um, you know, major impacts from our predecessors, from uh, rogue nations, from different uh, components outside the nation, inside the nation. Uh, we're getting hit by several, I mean, continuously hit. Uh, my background is is a lot in the uh, DOD domain. So uh, I work for missile defense for five plus years. So we're constantly, we're constantly getting pinged, constantly getting factored into the, some of these things. So you were referring to, uh, we were chatting a little bit before the recording started here, but you were referring into um, how these are starting to plague into our nation and how it's going to be impacting to us. So can you expand a little bit on uh, just what the concept you've got and how that's going to, to, to kind of support those factors of safeguarding as far as the posture we have as a nation? Yeah, we're, we're kind of getting hit two different ways. You know, we have our existing uh, encryption infrastructure, and it's out there now, but our adversaries are actually kind of gobbling that up right now and saying, hey, you know what? When we get a quantum computer, we'll be able to use this data, and then we'll be able to breach it later on. So there's tremendous concerns on what, you know, I call legacy encryption. and really a stepping stone to how are we going to get to a completely different state and and how can we get to uh, use something different that will be able to give us you know foolproof security um, right now you know algorithms are basically you know formulas that can be breached when the quantum computer is here in fact it can frankly, be breached by some supercomputer. Yeah, again, what we currently have, right? Yeah, so we really need to uh, start looking at other things. But what's important, too, and a lot of people, you know, they forget about the today part. So we got to do something today, midterm, and, and what I call long-term, and that's when the quantum hits. So but, so we, there's three stages to this. And I want to start uh, basically, I guess, with the today part, and, and we can go from there. Okay. So today, if I was to pinpoint the single place that I would uh, focus on cyber defense, cybersecurity, um, all you got to do is look at the stats. 
if you look at the statistics, the front door is your biggest problem. Identification, authentication. Yeah. And to us, to us, that means passwords. And it also means, you know, dual factor, multi-factor. There's, there's ways of making it a little bit better and improving it. But that's the big fat problem. It's the front door that's wide open. And um, right. easy to get into, right? <laughs> well, you know, I we could all tell stories, right? And, right. Yeah. How and, fast can you break into something? <laughs> I know, man. Right. And I don't and I don't like to. Let's not make it easier for them. No. But, uh, so we're we're faced with um, you know, what wh- what are we gonna do here? So I, I wrote articles for lots of years and I uh, wrote for Government Technology magazine. And one of the quotes I got, and this is a 10-year-old, gosh, it's an 11-year-old article that I got from Vince Cerf. Okay, in our father of the internet. Yeah. And he made a statement and it's stuck with ever since he said. Blockframe technology offers next generation blockchain managed trust and security. Unique non-fungible tokens are used to secure software bills of materials to provide data quality and security for every transaction in your supply chain. Deploy advanced peer-to-peer product security, scale zero trust capability to millions of IoT devices, allow vendor tracking and accountability, and rapidly reset from compromise. Unchangeable, time-sequenced blockchain data provides next-generation security using machine learning trust algorithms and audit analytics. Start securing your supply chain today by contacting BlockFrame at www.blockframetech.com. And he made a statement, and it's stuck ever since he said it. So the one thing incumbent upon all of us is to introduce uh, authentication into the fabric of, at the time we were speaking about the smart grid. And he said, we didn't do that with the Internet. And, and that's absolutely true. The internet has an open core. Yeah. Yeah. So, open source philosophy. Exactly. So how do you how do you you know encrypt something like that? And how do you identify and authenticate? And that's really what I think our biggest problem is. And I don't care if it's people, I don't care if it's machines. Yeah. You really gotta start where you start. So and that's through the identification and, and, and authentication process. So what it did basically is I looked at, okay, so where's our big fat problems? And, and it was amazing the, the numbers that I got. You know, 80% of the time, hackers come in through the front door. Authentication. That's how they get in. They're, they yeah. actually use passwords and they get into the systems. Once they're in the systems, then they're looking for what they want to manipulate and change. And Yeah, and that's it. usually the biggest target, right? That's what exactly. they're, ha- they're trying to target is. Is trying to get a password or a phishing something to gain the knowledge to be able to to unlock the door. Right. And so here we are knowing that. And this, you know, these studies went on for years and we're saying, well, those percentages really aren't changing much. And and we're trying to improve. We try to put in uh, two-factor authentication, multi-factor authentication. But, you know, when I look at it and, and things that we do, we say, well, you know, it's kind of the definition of insanity. Okay. <laughs> you know, it didn't work. So let's do it three times more. Right. Put another well, layer on top of it. Exactly. And, uh, and that's really only making it more complex, isn't it? Uh, and complexity is a problem. You know, I, I know the uh, IDS side. Yeah. So uh, intrusion detection side. 
And so when I look at it, I get, I get scared. I said, oh, wait a second. So now you're looking at everything, right? So how did you secure that? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the, the whole concept behind the defense in depth, where you just, you put more layers on top of something. So then more obstacles to knock down to get to the door. So yeah, exactly. So let's right. at least take care of the front door. And there's some unique ways that I, I found to do this. Um, I really focused on um, true random entropy. Okay. So okay. We, have, we have random sources out there that first of all, don't involve any human intervention. You know, sorry, but we kind of put stuff in there sometimes and we, and we probably shouldn't, but we need to be able to assure, you know, customers and people to say, Hey, we, don't, you know, we got a source here that we really can't do anything about. It's just, it's out in nature. It's out in the real world. It's out in the physical world. And it just does what it wants to do. Yeah. That's, that's a great source for encryption. What does encryption do? Basically the same thing, but it's in an algorithm-based uh, mathematical formula. So it has a beginning and an end. So anything that has a beginning and end, you can bridge. I mean, it's, it's, it's SL. So if you use a computer, if you use software, it, it, it all has beginning and end. You can breach it. Yeah, it's usually in a, in a more of a silo. So. Right. So, but in, um, so in true random, we have sources of entropy out there as simple as, you know, I've seen dice rolling, 200 dice in a cylinder, and it's pumping through and it's got different colors in it. And then a very fast, camera just takes shots of it and uses the entropy source of that. And that's kind of neat because, you know, you can see it, you know, I wouldn't go to Vegas if I couldn't pull the arm down and, and you know, yeah. and see everything turn. So yeah, I'm not that lucky either. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me neither. Uh, but you know, that's kind of nice to be able to see, and it actually produces a great random source. Yeah. There, there's, a, there's, um, uh, there's a lot of other static, you know, the static from an old TV set, you know, an analog static, uh, radiation. I mean, there's a lot of random sources out there that we just have no idea what that's going to do. So all we do is kind of gather that. Say, yeah. okay, give me that random source. You have to convert. And this is where you get into this called, you know, random and pseudo random. Okay. Random is like in the physical world. It's random and there's nothing you can do. But, hey, I got to use it. So I got to change this to a digital state. Yeah. So you convert it with a, it's called a random um, uh, generator. So you actually generate that into random bits. And now you can use those bits to improve your entropy of your existing encryption. Um, you can put it into hashes. There's different places that you can put this to actually improve what you have today and even single use, which I can't say enough about in, in the encryption world, every one of your encryption uh, messages. It, it drives me crazy when I talk to people and say, okay, how do you use your encryption and how many times you reuse that key? <laughs> and, and you just don't want to hear those answers. It's, you know, reused again and again and again and again. You know, I'm sorry, you can see that yeah. And if you can, that now weakens your posture. Yeah, that's true. So, oh, Larry, we're going to go to a break right quick. Uh, and uh, 
hear from our sponsors. So um, we'll, we'll be right back. BlockFrame technology offers next-generation blockchain-managed trust and security. Unique non-fungible tokens are used to secure software bills of materials to provide data quality and security for every transaction in your supply chain. Deploy advanced peer-to-peer product security, scale zero trust capability to millions of IoT devices, allow vendor tracking and accountability, and rapidly reset from compromise. Unchangeable, time-sequenced blockchain data provides next-generation security using machine learning trust algorithms and audit analytics. Start securing your supply chain today by contacting BlockFrame at www.blockframetech.com. Okay, welcome back to New Cyber Frontier. I'm your host, Tim Montgomery, and we're here with Larry. Um, we were talking about HP um, and uh, the randomness of some of the things uh, for this new idea that uh, could, you know, transpose something to make an equation uh, for smarter encryption. So, and and you were, Larry, you were talking about the the today, I guess that's the first stages of it. And there's a three-stage uh, factor in here um, up to quantum computing, correct? That's right. And we have to start with what we have today. And the only thing that we can do today is to really shore up and increase the um entropy source of encryption. You know, encryption is just nothing but entropy anyways. It's trying to scramble something up. So yeah, and it was it was unique to see that, uh, just like you said, the, the um, examples that you had, uh, the interest there is like the static on the screen. I, that would be interesting. Um, I think there was a movie TV show that I, I saw where they were taking snapshots of a wall of uh, lava lamps, you know, and that was the randomness that they were using to equate the bits uh, to translate into the efficiencies of the, of their encryption that was non-breakable somewhere in something I was watching. So um, hilarious to see that, that that's possible that it could be something like that. So um, the, the step or the stage two, what is, and and I apologize, we're going to run out of time if we don't get to the next two stages here, Larry, but um, very unique about what you're saying. Um, but on stage two, what's the second stage, uh, and how is that uh, unique from stage one? Well, okay, in stage two, uh, and by the way, the things you were talking about are available, and it's called entropy as a service. So, entropy as a service. Yeah, there are right. people out there that right now just say, okay, here it is. We'll do the work for you. We'll scramble this up for you. Um, we can send this to streaming. We can send it to in a protected vault. You know, oh, I see. yeah, whichever way you want to use this, you can use this. Yeah. So we have the ability of bringing that to them. The important part, I think, that we have to, why we're redefining things is that if you really look at how encryption works today, somebody gives you a key and, and it's either public key, private key, you really have nothing to do with it as, as an end user. And to me, that's kind of interesting because I, it, it, I look at it and say, well, wait a second, what, what, what am I? And the answer is kind of like uh, nothing. My host can disconnect you anytime I want. Yeah. And, and and really, I didn't give you anything that, you know, I didn't already have set for myself. So what people are doing, and here's a second stage, and this is really kind of interesting. They're looking at, okay, well, how can we start this from the device? How can we start this from the phone? How can we actually produce the entropy in the device? And 
you know, uh, complicated things are real simple. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> so the way some people are doing that is that they're saying, okay, I can do that. I have a phone. I'm excuse me. I have a camera in my phone. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm going to take a picture of you. And by the way, I can count a single photon. You know, that's, that's actually available today, which is just mind boggling to me. You can actually look at a, a single photon in a pixel. Yeah, that is interesting, isn't it? Just yeah. how, how it's manageable today yeah. with the devices we have. And manageable is a, is a good word to use because I looked at it and, you know, I only think the way I think is that, oh, wait a second. So I could actually manage that. Yeah. I can actually use that as an identifier. I can actually use that photon and run it through a, a um, uh, a random generator, and I can actually create my own entropy. Well, people are, believe it or not, doing that right now into a single chip, if you can, you know, even phantom that. Yeah, I know. It's it's hard. Well, even then in the 80s, we were, you know, going with 32 megs of RAM and couldn't phantom the terabyte or pecabyte stages. And here we sit today with that already and then some. Exactly. And by the way, uh, the overhead is very low. You know, you're you're looking at how do you get something into an IOT? Yeah. Uh, You know, how much room you got? Like nothing. Okay. So, (laughs) so you have to, right. You start, you have to start looking at different ways of doing this. What's interesting about this stage is that, you know, you're still using a photon and you're converting it to digital because you have to, that's the environment that you're in. Yeah. to work well with other components, right? Right. Translated into something everything knows. So. Right. The beauty of it is, is that, you know what? If you want to, you can take out that digital piece and you could go photon to photon. Yeah. So the, yeah. So then you're iterating into the spectrum of light and the concept of optics, right? Exactly. And optics that we have a lot of experience in. You know, right. I, I come from the days of putting the fiber in the ground. Okay, so I I know about wave division multiplexing. I know about the stuff that this stuff does. And the beauty of um, of photons is that a photon likes a photon. <laughs> you put two single photons in a room and they find each other. <laughs> they, yeah, they orchestrate their own connection no matter what. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, what a perfect environment of uh, starting with, and, and, you know, I'm kind of crazy on this side. I created the entropy source. I took a picture of myself. Yeah. Yeah, great. I actually have, no, I did this. You know, I had a, you know, this business, one day somebody's screaming at me saying, you know, I can make it look like you're, you hacked the United States from Russia and all this kind of stuff. And they're just screaming up and down. And I said, no, 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 just don't do it now. What do you mean? You don't know who I am. I could do this. I said, no, wait, wait. I'm in front of an ATM machine. I just put my credit card in the ATM machine. It just took a picture of me, okay? I got my $20. It gave me a digital footprint, and I also got my receipt. <laughs> so, you know, pictures are kind of nice, and we're, we're to the page. You know, and I, I, like everybody else, I want my privacy. Yeah. I want, I want to prove my privacy, too. So I think we need to get to that level and say, no, 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 <laughs> that, that was really me. And there's ways of doing that. So 
you know, here we are moving along from something that we can actually start from our cell phone, which is, you know, just blows my mind. Yeah, that's true. And capability. Think, right. Think about what photons are. And and I had a definition here of what quantum is. And quantum is basically atomic and subatomic particles. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. Now you got to get them to kind of work together and stuff. And that's a difficulty right now. But under that definition, what's a photon? Same thing. Yeah, pretty much. Well, it's it not only pretty much so we get, so some people looked at it and said, wait a second, you know, light's pretty fast. Uh, we learned a whole bunch about this stuff. Yeah. Why don't we just make a, uh, a photon land? Oh, and now you are with connections and communications. Exactly. Not only communications, but again, remember that I, I went all the way to me. So I went all the way to a layer seven identifier on the other side of, you know, I'm the all person. I, yeah, I, I'm the identifier. I'm the person who started this. I can go through, yes, you know, as you were saying, now, now we can go through the network. You know, photons are... Photons are the largest particle source that there is in the universe. Yeah. So we don't have a shortage of them. They're, they're, they're all over the place. Yeah. Photons are used in 5G. Photons are used in satellite. Photons are used in fiber. So we now have a method of saying, oh, wait a second. Now all we got to do is connect the dots. And photons have a beautiful characteristic. They're... They do two things at once. They have two things. They're a wave and they're static. And they have to come together. Yeah. Or they don't work. Well, what does encryption do? Encode, decode. Guess what? They already have in the state that a photon is in, they already have encode, decode. If yeah, that's what it sounds like. It's already it's, set up. It's already set up. Yeah. And if you time it, Properly, you're saying, okay, that's it. And I know that that's it. And I can confirm that that's it. So it's pretty exciting as to where we can go with this. Um, it's already been proven that uh, fiber optics can connect to quantum. They already did it. Yeah. And when you think about it, you go, why not? I mean, it's a perfect state for that to be so they know it can be done, and so we're looking at it saying, okay, great. We need to start taking steps to this. And um, kind of product, I, I spoke at Oak Ridge uh, National Laboratory, and yeah. it's a real neat place. Neat people, um, you know, such an area of responsibility that I was, you know, proud to be an a honorary speaker at. And so a recent release, This, you know, everything comes out, what, a week ago? <laughs> Yeah, easily. it's just amazing how fast everything's moving. So you have Oak Ridge, Stanford, Purdue. And I'm not usually big on universities coming out with something and saying, hey, you know, we got something that works and it works today. Well, guess what? They did it. They used commercially available equipment and they used photons and they made a photon land and it works. And what in what I always do, you know, with proof of concept, it drives you crazy because there's one little thing that you can't get it out because it's not done yet. And you got to go through standards groups and, you know, you got to do all this stuff. Well, they did it. And it's like, wait a second. 
this works and this works today. So if you think about critical infrastructure and you think about different types of things that we really need to have the serious communications. And I, I come from the, you know, I, I, I believe in micro segmentation. I come from the land world. I, I, I want to put my arms around it. I want something small and local. I don't want things all over the place. You know, I, I want to keep yeah. cars from crashing. I want to keep the power on. You know, I want I want to, I'm going to do those type of things. Well, this is a perfect environment for this technology to say, hey, let's test it out. You know, the power companies basically built most of the local fiber anyway. So it's just like, hey, let's let's talk to you guys. Let's start putting this in. You know, we have our adversaries. They're out there. Yeah. And they're ready to go. So, you know, I'm excited that last, you know, no, no pun here. There's some light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> but, but, but there really is. Technically, there is, right? <laughs> <laughs> All the way from beginning to end, okay, from the, how long ago did we take pictures? Hey, our, our irises, our eyes, you know, it uses photons. Right. It's pretty amazing that we can actually uh, not only do this, but do this in a way that, you know, it, it, it is unhackable. It can't be breached. It's, uh, it's in a, uh, a random, true random source that we cannot manipulate it. So, you know, now it's just time to, to get moving. Um, I, I don't like to hear what adversaries are doing, but you know what? Sometimes I do. Because yeah. like, oh, we have our sense of urgency, you know, at last. Let's let's move forward. Yeah, that's that's an interesting concept. I, I and what does get me is how it's usable. You know, just the ability to use a, a photon to do such a thing and, and for it to be seem to be such at our hands already that the tools that we've shaped uh, currently has that capability just to alter into um, with little of ease at this point, you know? That's what and I so, like about it too. Uh, you know, again, I come from the fire. We were talking 30 years ago. Yeah. We, these technologies have been a lot around a long time. There is a lot of equipment out there. Yeah. And it's, I mean, yeah, you, like you were saying, it, it, it's literally built out already and it would be very easy just to change you know, the, the platform over to photon to photon thought concepts better, um, as they are getting into anyway. So exactly. And better yet, you know, I believe in layered technologies. Okay. Cause uh, I've done cutovers and, 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 and I've done them in encryption. It's scary. You yeah. Know, you, you know, you got to take something out and you got to put something in. And I could talk about what I consider the worst breach that ever occurred, but that's when it occurred when they were actually changing over encryption types the beauty of this is hey we're, we're at a layer one level yeah so we can actually yeah we can actually just put it in yeah it's that easy the the, the idea behind it is it's like a no-brainer almost it's like it's been sitting there all this time we just need to use it so yeah and and some of it has been sitting there and i'm kind of close to you know a lot of these people that are are doing different things yeah and um it yeah, it's been out there. It needs to get out to kind of all of us. You know, I don't think anybody wants to blow anything up anymore. I think they just want to steal everything. You know? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's easier that way, right? You can set it home behind the computer and not have to go anywhere and end up in the middle of the, you know, doing the same thing from another country. So, right. And that, well, that lazy means, these days. 
Exactly. Yeah. And that nation state stuff is, you know, as you know, it's real. Yes. Yes. So uh, we need to do something different. And yeah. it just so happens we have the infrastructure. It's already out there. Very simple to uh, put in and um, something that just would be, you know, unstoppable. So, you know, I've been doing this a long time and it's not often I get excited about, hey, you know what? <laughs> yeah, a lot of times that's me too. I just don't. When new things come out, I like I there were some of the things about the new uh length of uh, the the technologies behind the hard drive and I was uh the concept that and the CPU usage and Scottish uh, scientists they referred to how many CPUs you could put or how many dies you could put on a CPU and it was up into a thousand before we actually rel- you know the relevantness ends up uh limiting and the same thing with the hard drive. And we're getting into concepts where we're putting, you know, 30 terabytes on a drive, the capability of one little small drive from what its capacities were back in the 80s. I mean, it's, it's you know, we're going past Moore's law there when we get to the traditional factors that we're out, we're excelling and at such a rate too, um, that yeah, quantum computer is going to be, you know, today, it, you know, it's, it's no longer yesterday's news. You're right. It, it, it seems to just fly on the technology. And there's a way of getting there. And that's the biggest thing. I When I spoke at Oak Ridge, I said, look, it's not like we're going to throw away software and hard drives and all this digital equipment. You, you right. just, you can't do that. So my excitement is, hey, you know what? I know the migration path. And that could be done little by little. And that could be done while you're running the existing stuff. That's yeah. what's cool. So what was the uh, the stage three piece of this? Uh, the, 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 sorry. Okay. Uh, and I didn't hear you said the states. Yeah, the stage three. You were mentioning three stages. Did we, we actually went into stage three, didn't we? <clears throat> yeah, well, stage three is uh, the last part. is okay, Quantum, when you're ready, yeah. I, can, I can encrypt you. Right. So that's the concept behind the proton and into the picture concept. Exactly. So that's what's kind of neat is saying, okay, you know, I can now uh, with the same technology again. Yeah. Um, you know, I can now, because of just the way full times are in the way quantum is. Okay. It's just like, wait, I know you. Yeah. you. I, I know what you do. That's what I do. So yeah. I'm a particle. You're a particle. Oh, okay. Connect to my particle right there. Yeah, that's that's totally. I can only imagine what this will bring forward for future use um, uh, as we go forward and and get to that threshold of uh, full quantum computing across the board for you know day to day activities and what that will bring forward. Certainly, something that's needed uh, is new encryption methods. Uh, this certainly would apply to that. Uh, you know foundation of uh, quantum computing so it's interesting to hear the concept um we are running out of time larry so i and like i said we were we were having some technical difficulties there for a while but i'm glad we uh, got a chance to chat with you uh about this and uh and just what it's possible for such a, a factor um do you have anything uh, that you'd like to put in uh uh for what your um you know any Anything for your company or anything like that as far as summing this up, summary, and well, say to the audience? Right. One of the things I, I 
you know, I like to bring up. So I, I advise in this stuff. I mean, you, you know, you heard what I said. I, I, I know this stuff. Yeah. Well, believe it or not, and you'll appreciate this with your background. So I sit between the public and the private sector. And it's not a comfortable place to be. It's not always. No. <laughs> but you know what? The thing I see, and I really like seeing this, is number one, they're sitting at one table. They used to never do that. And you know that. No, no, that's all security there. No, no, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, that's usually. Yeah. And it's not happening as much as it used to be before. You have PhDs that are still PhDs in universities. And guess what? They have private companies. Yeah. And they yeah talk- I'd, I'd be one of those almost. Yeah. And, and, then, and look, because you want to get it done. Right. You say, look, I don't want another grant. Uh, maybe I can give you some, uh, I'll give you some revenue shares or, you know, I'll give you some residuals on this, but let's get it out there. And the thing I'm excited about, the thing I, I facilitate is that, okay, if you want to get this, come to me. I know the people that are doing it. I know the people that have already created companies. I know yeah. people that have already tested this. And I know that it's working proof of concept. I'm not going to give you a white paper. I'm going to show it to you. Yeah, that's, I think that's, I think that's what most companies really like to see is that there's an actual, um, you know, action involved where it's not just something written. Um, theory actually put to paper and then paper actually put to some type of action. So you can actually tangibly see something visually. So. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing that I can offer. Uh, and that's the thing, uh, again, the trend that I really like seeing people like yourself who have these, you know, tremendous backgrounds and saying, yeah, okay, that's great. But, Let's get out there and do it. Yeah. And now's the time. And I, and I, I like seeing that collaboration and I appreciate our collaboration today. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thanks Larry for being on. Okay. So that's all we have time for today. Um, until next time, um, you know, everybody stay safe and uh, that concludes our uh, recording for this uh, session of new cyber frontier. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of new cyber frontier. Remember to get involved. Often we think that someone else will handle privacy and security in the virtual world, but you are the only one truly in command of your virtual fate. Join our mailing list so we can keep you informed of breaking news and new releases. If you have an idea, if you have a question that you would like to hear answered, or if you want to get involved with our efforts, reach out to us at newcyberfrontier.com. We also encourage you to visit our sponsors' links as they are the ones that really make this show possible. I want to thank each of you for supporting the show, and we look forward to seeing you back for the next episode of New Cyber Frontier.